We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Um, so we, we do have a word for today, and um, my word actually has a title as well, which sometimes when you, if you've ever prepared to speak, you know, sometimes God gives you a title up front, sometimes it comes after the fact, but I actually have a title up front for y'all. So I hope that you are taking, take notes, get out your phones, get out your um, spiral notebooks, whatever you have. Um, and go ahead and take notes. And at the top of your note page, please write today's title, which is Proximity versus Posture. Proximity versus Posture. Proximity versus Posture. I want to just jump right in and start off by putting some definition to those words. First word being proximity. So proximity is... Nearness in space, relationship, accessibility. Nearness in space, relationship, accessibility. So think about when you are in close proximity to someone, there is nearness in space, they're accessible, right? Because they're in close proximity. There's that nearness in, di in distance and there's that relationship because you're close to them. We're talking like physically, right? So, like, if I was sitting next to Sanaya, I would be in relationship with Sanaya just by the fact that we are sitting by each other. We have close proximity, okay? That's proximity. Posture, although it starts with a P as well, is very different than proximity. Posture is a particular way of dealing with or considering something. An approach or attitude, a perspective, a stance, a frame of mind, a way of thinking. I'll say it one more time, although you can see it as well. Posture is a particular way of dealing with or considering something, an approach or attitude, a perspective, a stance, a frame of mind, a way of thinking. So as God has been working through this word with me um, for the last, like I said, six weeks or so, I was thinking about those two very different words, although they, they both start with P, as does Portia, so it's like a little alliteration. Portia, proximity, posture. Um, <laughs> it all went together. Um, as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about different relationships that I've had over my last 36 years of life. And I've had lots of relationships. I have had um, dating relationships. I've had friendships. I've had um, mother um, to child relationship where I'm the mother and then in the reverse where I'm the child and I have a mother. So I've had different relationships and I was, I was thinking about them. God was, as I was thinking about them and talking to God about it, I was like, I have been in relationships where we have close proximity, but our postures are not necessarily the same. So like we're close to each other. We're sitting by each other, maybe even sleeping in the same bed with each other but our postures are not the same. Like our way of thinking, our frame of mind, how we approach things, um, how we, our perspective is not the same. And there were even instances where I was hopeful that if we had enough proximity long enough, that the posture 
would eventually align. So like surely we cannot be sleeping in the same bed and not develop at some point an aligned posture on how we think about things, our perspective, our approach to things. Surely we can't be in this friendship long enough or over all these years and not eventually align in how we think about things and how we posture ourselves and our attitude. Y'all following me? But God told me that proximity does not transform posture. Because maybe you, like me, were a little naive in thinking that eventually, because we're close enough, we have enough nearness and space, that the posture is going to come. But God told me that you are being naive to think that because you are close to a thing or close to a person, that the posture is going to automatically align. It doesn't work like that. So then you're like, okay, all this set up, where are you going? Well, what God is saying as we're moving out of this conversation around discipleship and walking into the activation of being disciples who are making disciples is he's a little bit concerned that you will only be a disciple by proximity, but not by posture. And because he's concerned, I'm concerned, I share that same concern that you are going to walk out of this series and you are going to say, I'm going to start coming to church. That's great. That's a good thing. And please do. I'm going to start coming to church and I'm going to start um, doing all the stuff that they said that you're supposed to do, like all the God stuff. And I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And they're going to have that nearness and space to God, but you're not going to take on his way of thinking and his perspective and his attitude and his frame of mind. And so he's a little bit concerned that you're going to confuse proximity with posture. And what he's after is your posture. Amen? Amen. So we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about that today. Um, if you'll go to Matthew chapter 8 starting at verse 23, that's where we're going to find our truth for today. The truth that's going to help align our posture. I should also say, as just like a footnote, when we first started the Green Eggs and Ham series, um, I got really excited about being a disciple. I'm just that person. Like, if I learn, like, a new thing, I'm like, oh, I can be that. I got really excited. Um, so I started going through Matthew first. But if you go through any of the Gospels, you get the opportunity to be able to. Y'all need the scripture? Sorry. Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse 23. See, I got really excited. I really excited going through Matthew, and I was excited because that's where you get to go, like, hear him, first of all, call the first disciples, and then he talks to them and teaches them in all these different moments. So anyway, just a footnote, go to Matthew if you want some good disciple um, teaching moments. But Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse 23, is where we are going. I'm reading from my Tony Evans study Bible. Also, footnote, a really good study um, guide for you should you want one or need one. And um, I'm just throwing, I'm just dropping stuff. I'm just dropping like good stuff for y'all. Like pick it up, okay? Like the Bible, the, the digital Bible's good too. But if you're looking for something that's you know pages, Tony Evans Study Bible's good. So um, if you want to follow along, though, it probably NIV is going to be your closest translation to it. So verse 23, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. As he got into the boat he being Jesus, his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a violent storm arose on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. 
but Jesus kept sleeping. I want to stop right there just for a moment because they get on the boat with Jesus, proximity, right? So we're all in the same boat together. He's near. There's closeness and distance on this boat. While we're on this boat together in relationship, on this boat together, the storm starts to brew in the sea. So much so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. I want to make sure that there's a good visual here because especially being in Florida, you have a perspective on storms, hurricanes, like when the wind does this and the rain comes at you sideways and it starts to have like a little bit of flooding. And that's a good perspective to have. But then take that and put yourself in the water. Right, so this is not happening, not being against your house. This is being against your boat because I'm in the water that is being tossed and turned by the waves. So much so that my vessel, my boat is starting to take on water so that I feel like this boat, this vessel might very well be overtaken by the water because I'm in it. It's not being hit against me. I'm in it. Y'all following that? You are, but you still think I'm talking about water. So you get to these points in your life where you are in it. Like you don't step in it. You are in it. And it's not what's happening just around this very nice structure. You, I am so deep in this that I am feeling every pound of the wind. It is hitting against me so much so. And the water is, I'm starting to take in water to where I feel like I'm going to be overtaken by exactly what I'm experiencing. You can have an experience in life, and maybe you haven't had one, so then play this back of a couple years when you do. You can have such an experience where you feel like the next time that the wind hits, I think we're going to go under. Maybe there are people in this room where that's where you're at and you're like, listen, this thing is so consuming at this point that I am starting to taste water. I feel like, you know, because when you have a hurricane on the outside, you just hear it and it's kind of nice. You might even put on like a movie to like make a, make a mood with it. This is not a mood. This is like, I'm, it's, I'm so in this. Now I'm starting to taste water. Okay. That's where they're at. But Jesus is sleeping. He kept sleeping. So the disciples came and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to die. He said to them, why are you afraid? You have little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. The men, disciples, were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. So I've heard this message preached um, a lot in a, very, in a lot of very good ways. But I've heard the message around when the storms of life are raging. You know, when the storms of life are raging, remember that Jesus is on your boat. That's a good word. You can write that down if you want to have that to be your word for today. Or um, when the storms of life are raging, if Jesus is sleeping, you should be sleeping. Take on his physical posture. He's sleeping, you sleep. That's a good word, too. You can take that, too. I'm just giving out all kinds of free word today. Take that word. You can make that be your word today. But the word that God gave me on it was the storm revealed their posture, their spiritual posture, specifically because, this, because of this. The issue was not that 
the issue was not that they were awake and he was sleeping. That's fine. The issue was not even that um, they said, Lord, save us, because he's a present help in the time of trouble, and he's a savior. So to ask him to do what he is would not be a problem. But the issue comes in in these very specific words, we are going to die. We are going to die. This same account is captured in the book of Mark, um, chapter 4. I'm not going to go there, but another, another translation is, teacher, don't you care if we drown? So we are going to die. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Those were the words that were problematic. And I'll say exactly what's on my notes. Jesus called them to question their faith their posture, not because they asked for help, but because one, they reached a conclusion on God's ability to save them. We are going to die is definitive. It wasn't, you could have stopped at Lord save me, that would have been fine. But when you got, when you reached over to the, we're going to die, you reached a conclusion on God's ability to save you. That was definitive. That was you making a judgment on what was going to happen while your boat was being rocked. And so that's where he said, that's why he turned and said, oh, you have little faith. That was the issue. I want to make sure you walk away because I don't want anybody to be misled. Like when you're in trouble, you can't call on Jesus. Yes, you can. He say, say, Lord, save me. Lord, come. Lord, help. But where you missed the mark was when you said we're going to die. Because now you're drawing conclusions and now you're saying that I'm not the guy that I know that I am and that you should at this point know that I am based on our proximity to one another. You should know how I am and how I save, especially if you go back up a few verses where he is healing lepers and he's healing Peter's mother-in-law. And being that you have had this experience with me, with all this proximity, I would think that your posture would reflect the fact that you have been with me. So the fact that you said we're going to die is the issue. Take it a step further, Mark's translation saying, don't you care if we drown? Now you, now you call into question my character. Because I am Jesus. I'm not just compassionate. I am compassion. Meaning that for you to turn around in this moment where your boat is being so weathered and beat up and turn around and say, don't you care if we drown? Now that's your posture. Now your posture's telling on you. It's not just a matter of, Lord, help me. Lord, save me. Because we all have those moments. We all have them daily. But now you're saying you're going to die definitive. And don't you care? My character. That was... The posture reveal. And interestingly enough, Matthew 12 and 34, you can take a note on that. The King James Version says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. NIV says, for the mouth, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So could it be that God is allowing you to experience these high intense moments. One, so that he can teach you how to fight through them and he can show you that he's God and ultimately he'll get the glory. But could it also be that just like pressure breaks pipes, pressure reveals posture? And could it be that God is taking this opportunity to reveal to you what he already knows, which is that your posture, your way of thinking, your perspective, how you view him, how you view the truth that you're getting every day. But when it comes into question by way of test, 
you default to what you really think and how you really feel. Because I would imagine if I was Jesus, he said it real nice, you of your little faith. I'd have said, well, tell me how you really feel. Well, tell me how you really feel. Because here I am sleeping on this boat, and we got all this close proximity to one another, and we've been walking together, disciples. And then a moment, in a moment, where you're taking in water and you're tasting it, that's when you say, we're going to die, and don't you care. Well, tell me how you really feel. And I'm saying this, and it's coming off like for y'all, but only because that's how it came at me. <laughs> I'm only giving y'all a taste of what God gave me. Like, tell me how you really feel. I know that you sing on the praise team. I recognize that you do whatever pastors ask you to do. I understand that you enjoy serving and volunteering, and I understand that you enjoy teaching ladies' movement. But tell me how you really feel. Because that's when it really comes, that's when it becomes real. I know that you teach your kids the Bible stories, and I know that you talk, you, you come up and you exhort on Sunday morning after praise and worship, and you but then when you get home and your boat is being beat up by the winds and the waves, and you're saying, do you really care, and we're going to die, tell me how you really feel. That's the posture revealing stuff. So, tell them how you really feel. Stop being... Um, Stop applauding yourself over the proximity you have to him and start to interrogate your posture. In contrast, and I don't hope to be up here too long, if you go over to, actually stay in Matthew chapter 8, but go up to verse 5. We were just talking about the disciples. And I also, before we go there, this is not intended to, I should have did a disclaimer, to disciple shame. I don't want to shame the disciples. That's not, that's not the goal of this because they are amazing men of God, just like you and I are amazing women and men of God. But the real reality is that moments do reveal your posture. And you have to be accountable for those moments when your posture is revealed. So in contrast, if you go to verse 5, still in Matthew chapter 8, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home, paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. In other words, your proximity is not necessary. Mm -mm. You don't have to come any steps further. You don't have to come into my house. You don't have to be their closeness and distance. You don't have to, there has to have to be like this accessibility to your person. You don't have to do that. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. So it's okay that you're in the bottom of the boat sleep. That don't matter. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, we're with the fact that you're, that you are God. I mean, that's, that's y'all making a connection. You don't, have to, you don't have to come. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. I tell that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to, this, said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Just so you know, his disciples was around when he said that. 
that means you too. Like he said, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Then you go back to the passage we were just on a few verses later where he turns to them and says, why are you so afraid you have little faith? Y'all see the contrast? Here's the problem. This man ain't follow him. The centurion was not a disciple. The centurion didn't walk with him and talk with him, and be fed by him, and be led by him, and be in relationship with him, and have close proximity to him, and get to witness the miracle after miracle. This man didn't see all that, but his posture, his way of thinking, how he perceived God, and how he perceived Jesus' ability to save and to heal, even from a distance, no close proximity, his posture was right. So what I'm not saying to you is, don't be a disciple. Don't follow Jesus. What I am calling out to you is that Jesus' response is based on posture, not on whether or not you are in close proximity to him. Because this man did not follow him, but he said to him, I've never seen anything like this. And what I want and what I think you want, too, as we walk out of here being disciples, making disciples, is for God to respond to my walk and to my relationship and to my perspective and to my posture I don't want him to, and he will not just applaud my proximity. And then I told myself, I said, God, is this too much? Because we're just in the early stages of trying to get people to just follow him. Right? So I was like, God, you know, that feels, this feels a little heavy as we're trying to just teach people to just follow him. But he actually said, no, this is the right on-time word as you're teaching people to follow me because I don't want to have to go back 10 years from now and undo broken perspectives and broken thinking and broken ways of doing this. So as you're learning to follow him, as you are a new disciple of Jesus Christ, make sure that you understand that proximity is not to overshadow or not compensate for a lack of posture. This is actually the most appropriate word for you as you're leaving this building, as you're talking about being a disciple, making disciples, because if you have it wrong in your mind and you're thinking that, yeah, that just means I just need to, I need to serve at the church and I just need to make sure that, you know, I'm going to get one of those um, TMC um, lanyards and I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start, you know, being a person at the door and that's, that's discipleship and I'm going to start that up. All good things, all good things. But just so you understand, if your posture is not what it needs to be. You won't get the response from heaven or from Jesus that you want. Amen. So, very quickly, um, because I don't want to, I don't want to speak more than I need to. God has been working with me on my spiritual posture. I'm a very transparent person, so y'all get the, yeah, you get all of it. Um, and my spiritual posture, as I said a few moments ago, it's not always the best. And here's the thing about posture. It can be different for different moments. And what God wants to make sure that you do and what I do as well is that be very intentional about looking at the moments when it's not what it needs to be. Because you'll give yourself credit for just overall having great posture, when the reality is, is you have good posture over here, but you don't have good posture over here. So just be really intentional about looking at each of the different areas. But he gave me the visual of like your physical posture. And you have to be really intentional about having good posture. Like, right? 
you have to tell yourself, like, put your shoulders back, put your, put your, like, be up straight. Put, you know, you have to be very intentional about having good posture. If you work in an office setting, you probably have horrible posture. You're supposed to be very intentional about how you sit at your desk. You're not supposed to cross your legs. You're supposed to have your, your monitors and such. Like, posture is something that you have to be intentional about. And when you lose intention around your posture, it immediately goes back to what it was before you put the intention around it. Right? So I also want to speak to people who are like, I have decent posture. I, have, I feel like I have pretty good posture. I feel like the way that I respond spiritually to things is very on cue, and I feel like it's what God would want me to have. But make sure, though, that you don't, first of all, get too confident in your posture. But two, recognize that, like these disciples, there are certain moments that you have to be extra intentional about your posture because your default will be to go back to what it was before. I feel like I'm losing them. Let me make sure I make, say, it, say it better. So I had back surgery in 2018. That was like five years ago, almost to the day. And when I first left um, surgery, they gave me like a brace. And it made me like this. Like if y'all saw me, I was like this as I was walking. And um, even after I had the brace, I had it for like a month, I was still like this because I had been so used to walking with the brace. But then as time went on and life went on, I found myself doing like this. And my doctor, shout out to Dr. Masson, had already told me that even before my surgery, because I had, a, I had a, a fractured spine, so I had a, a spinal fusion. Even before, he told me that by nature, your back, like the way your spinal cord does this, it leans in such a way that you already do this even before the, it was broken. Like that's just like your anatomy is like this. So he told me, you're going to have to be especially intentional once you're done with this recovery process because your body is going to naturally want to do this again. And I told my husband probably like three, four months ago, I feel like I'm doing this again. I was like, am I walking funny? Am I doing this again? And he was like, yeah, a little, I can kind of see. I'm like, oh. I'm like I, need to get, I need to get my back braced back because I can feel myself without, you know, without trying, just life happening, just going throughout the week. You know, I left church on Sunday like this. And then, you know, Monday came and I was still like upright, you know, because the word was so good and pastor had preached. And so I'm like this. But then, you know, Wednesday comes and I'm a little bit, you know, less upright, but I'm still got I'm, I'm still walking and good. And then by the time Sunday comes again, I'm just like I might as well just be on the floor because I have so leaned to my own understanding. I have so leaned out of the truth that I need to be put back up again by the time Sunday comes. So your spiritual posture is one that you have to be intentional about about every single day. And that also will create less work for us. We don't have to, like, prop you back up every Sunday. You could actually come in a little bit upright with a little bit of truth from last week still on you so we can actually just move forward and progress versus having to regress and go back and address and all of those things. Amen? How do you know if your spiritual posture is off? I will ask you this, and then we are going to close. How do you know? Um, for the disciples, it was what came out of their mouth. When they started saying, we're going to die, and don't you even care, you good? 
Tell me how you really feel. For us, it might look a little bit different. So I don't, I don't want anybody to leave without understanding and clarity. I'm big on clarity. You might leave here saying, I'm good. I've never said that I'm going to die. I've never said that he doesn't care, so I'm good. No, it shows up in different ways, and here's how it showed up for me. So about a month ago maybe, I don't know how long it's been, but I had an encounter with someone from my past life, and, um, and um, when I encountered this person, I found myself, after this experience with them, just angry, really angry. Um, without going into details, we do have an ongoing matter, me and this person. I was really angry. And I was so angry that I didn't cuss. You're welcome. Um, but it was really close. <laughs> it was like, it was like tip of the tongue, like, <laughs> it was right there. Um, <laughs> I was so angry. Like, y'all, I'm laughing, but it, like, if you walk, Beside me, you know, like, she was mad. Like, she was really mad. Um, and I was so angry, and I was so, it, it, it felt cuss-worthy, but I didn't cuss. You're welcome. And I was just furious. So you, have you ever had the kind of angry where, like, you lose your appetite? Like, we were had to get something to eat, and then I heard you, and I was like, man, forget food. I'm not, like, I'm, not, I'm just, like, you're angry. And I was like that probably for like at least a week, maybe two weeks, like smoking. And then it would like, it would cool off until that person's name came up again. And I'm like, that, like that, you know, I would, be, I would be so mad. So, but meanwhile, I'm coming to church on Sunday and, you know, helping to lead y'all in worship. Pastor, what you need? I can, can I help you? Where can I serve? You know what I'm saying? But I'm hot. And so I finally went to God. Um, I, you know, I'm in the boat, and it's hitting me. And the, the, the rage waves are hitting my boat. And they're, I'm taking it in. I'm taking in water. My vessel is, is hot. I bet my, my boat was called Red Hot. You know, you name boats. Don't you name boats? It's a Red Hot. And so I finally stopped and talked to the Lord and said, what's up? Like, where, what, like, let's unpack this anger. And he unpacked it with me, and he said, first of all, as you all, most of y'all know, anger is usually hurt. Like, you're not angry, you're hurt. But you're so hurt, it makes you angry. So you're not angry, you're hurt. And why are you hurt? Well, I'm hurt because I feel like this person is winning. Okay, so you're hurt because you feel like this person is winning. But what did I tell you? That I had the victory. I told you before this whole thing even started, this is happening. I told you before this whole thing even started that the victory was actually mine and I was going to let you experience it. 
I told you from the very beginning that you were triumphant in this. And so really, you're, what, what presented forward as anger was actually hurt. It was actually was coupled with disappointment because you felt like that person was winning, which is in contradiction to what I said, which was that you had the victory. So y'all see how the posture was revealed in there? I, didn't, I never said, Lord, I'm going to die. I never said, God, you're not able. I think we were even singing more than able. We were even singing more than able during that time. So I'm like singing, he's more than able. Like, I'm a, and, 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 you know, can you imagine? Like, I'm, 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 I, I never said it, but when he walked it back with me, he was like, you did that. Tell me how you really feel. You wouldn't have been that angry with that person if you walked in the fact, in the truth that you knew, which is that you had the victory. Because why would you be mad at somebody for winning when they really losing and you winning? So like that, what that told you was your posture was off. And I just want somebody in this room to be able to take that time with God as well to really interrogate your emotions, interrogate your responses. And I bet you if you spent some time with him and let him talk to you, let, you got to let him talk to you, though. Because some of y'all, he started to talk to y'all, y'all don't. But when he starts to talk to you and starts to reveal and, and show you that it's a posture issue, I need you to let that moment happen so that he can sit you back up right. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.